Hello again, and welcome to the Fire Inspired Young Apostolic Podcast, or FIRE for short. I'm your host, Brother Matt Smith, and um, in the last episode, we talked about who Jesus is, and uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, Jesus' name, no other name, and and um, we're going to be talking about that the name of Jesus is the only name that can save you. Um, and it's by his name that we are called the sons of God and through the adoption into his covenant. And this can only take place through the baptism that is outlined both um, by both Jesus and Peter and even some of the New Testament uh, apostles and, and uh, disciples in the New Testament. So our key verses are going to be Acts 2 and 38, Acts 4 and 12, and Matthew 28 and 19, and we're going to be diving into that. Um, and so, um, so you've probably heard these questions of why is the name of uh, Jesus so important? And uh, where did the name Jesus come from? And, and why do, why do we as uh, apostolic Pentecostals, oneness apostolic Pentecostals, baptize in the name of Jesus? Why not the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost? That, that was what's in red. And um, we've probably been asked, uh, how is the authority of God connected to this name? Well, we're going to be discussing all those topics, and so um, and so we're going to take we're going to take the first one. And why is it so important? Well, um, we're going to answer that question with another question: What is His name? What what name are we talking about? We're talking about Jesus's name. So. Um, an angel came to Joseph to let him know what had happened to Mary, and um, in Matthew the the twenty, uh, the first chapter in the twenty first verse, it, it talks about what that angel told um, told Joseph in a dream because he he wasn't for sure if he wanted to take Mary as his bride um, because of because of the circumstances. And I'm sure that he had thoughts, and maybe he, uh, we don't know this for a fact, but perhaps maybe he was, uh, he had gone to sleep praying, asking God what to do. And the angel, uh, came unto him, and, um, it appeared unto him in a dream, uh, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And 21 is where we're at now, and uh, I just read twenty part of 20, and it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So the angel, um, the angel alluded to the name, uh, the name Jesus. And that name, uh, the, the name Jesus simply means God is salvation. And um, a simple breakdown of the literary translation and definition of the name Jesus shows that the name that the baby in the manger, Jesus, was the stamp of identity. Um, The angel was letting Joseph know that this baby is the beginning of the flesh of the God Almighty. And he is the one who will become the salvation for all mankind, all humanity. Matthew, uh, Matthew 1 and 22 through 23 uh, goes on to say that the birth of Jesus would be, for, be a fulfillment 
of the prophecies given to Isaiah, as it says it like this. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, which being broken down, and which being um, translated, simply means God with us. And so... Uh, so 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 let's dig into Isaiah, okay? Let let's find out where this, what Matthew twenty two and twenty three, where it originally came from. So if we turn to Isaiah, the seventh chapter and the fourteenth verse, it puts it like this: Therefore, the Lord Himself shall give you a sign, okay? Not someone else, but Him personally. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Or that means to have a child and shall bear and shall shall give birth to a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now that sounds just like what Matthew was saying. So Matthew lets us know that Emmanuel means God with us. And the word comes from the root El, uh, which is the same word used, uh, used when God told Jacob, I am the God of Bethel. Um, in Genesis thirty-one thirteen, uh, he was letting Jacob know that he was the God of the house where Jacob had his first spiritual uh, encounter, so to speak. And so the same God became man or became flesh, and that flesh had to carry on a name, and that name was Jesus Christ, and it carried with him the same power and the authority that parted the Red Sea. That transfigured Elijah, that rescued the three Hebrew children from the fiery furnace. The fact that Jesus was God explains why all he had to say to Lazarus was, Come forth, as John 11 and 43 says. He didn't have to say, Lazarus, I come with the authority from God because I am his begotten son. When Jesus spoke, the dead flesh and bones of Lazarus responded because it was the very voice of God. So we might be saying, well, well, um, one of the questions that we just asked was, um, how is the authority of God connected to the name of Jesus? Well, I'm glad you asked, okay? So we're going to be talking about the authority that's connected with the name or of that name. You see, all power was given to Jesus, and that the power is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, just as Hebrews 13 and 8 says. So, for for his power to do its job, we just have to speak the name of Jesus. That's all we have to do, and mountains will, will fall, sickness will be healed. You see, speaking the name of Jesus activates the same power Jesus had when he spoke to the dead to rise the sick to be healed. Peter told the lame man at the gate, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And Peter extended his hand, picked up the man, and he he began to he began to leap and jump and shout. Why? Because there's power in that name. Because when you say the name Jesus, you are you are you aren't just calling on someone else's name. You're calling on the mighty God's name. And that in that uh, all throughout the Old Testament, when men would need something from God, they would call upon 
God himself. But when he came in the flesh, he was saying, you don't have to pray to some invisible spirit. I am now flesh and I am here with you and for you. And and so the concept of the power and the the agent or the activic, uh, uh, activation comes from the foundation of obedience, according to the uh, according to the scripture, uh, in activating Jesus Christ's name in any situation, we are acting in obedience to His word. John uh, fourteen and thirteen. It kind of puts it like this. It says, And whatsoever ye, referring to you, shall ask in my name, whose name? Jesus' name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So let's kind of break that Father and Son here, okay? So when we see the word Father in the uh, New Testament, we should automatically think of Spirit. Why? Because God, uh, because God is a Spirit, and that when Jesus, and when that spirit became flesh, it took on a name, and it took on the name of Jesus Christ, and that uh, Jesus Christ is known as the Son of God, or the begotten Son, or uh, just the Son. So, uh, so let me put it to you this way: so anytime we see Father, we should think Spirit, and that when we see the word Son, we should think automatically think flesh. So let me put it to you. Let me read this verse in that context, okay? And whatsoever you shall ask, or whatsoever you shall ask in my name, referring to Jesus' name, that will I do, that the Spirit might be glorified in the flesh of Jesus Christ, uh, or the flesh of God. Because we know that Jesus and God are the same person, we can use that term there, those terms there, and we can understand, okay, then then that was the spirit connecting with the flesh there. And so um, the name of Jesus brings authoritative power, uh, and, and it brings power when we activate it. It takes us to activate it. When we use the name of Jesus Christ, uh, we have access to everything he is uh, or has according to his will. Uh, so so it don't matter what type of situation it, it is. You can call on the name of Jesus and you got the power. Uh, you have the power that brought Jericho walls down to bring your walls down. Why? Because that name has authority because it is God's name. And so let's talk about baptism and the name. And um, that was one of the questions we talked about of um, why do we baptize in Jesus' name? And a lot of people make fun of us or uh, or they question us, they poke and they prod us. But um, why is baptism in the name of Jesus so important? Uh, you see, we have a sin problem, not just in the world, but in humanity. Uh, and that's because of the sin that resulted or the fall uh, the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden. And the Bible instructs us that the only way for our sins to be taken care of is by having them washed away. And the name of Jesus is key to unlocking that removal. Acts 22 and 16 puts it like this. It says, 
And now why tarriest thou? Arise, and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. What is that name? Jesus Christ. And only that name can wash away your sins. And um, Peter, uh, another uh, another reason why we baptize in that name is because Peter, on the day of Pentecost, uh, uh, gave us clear instructions on how we should uh, how we should have our sins washed away and how that happens, and it is by um, being uh, by repenting by by saying God I am sorry for my sins, and that we should be baptized every one of us for the remission for the forgiveness uh, for for the washing away of our sins uh, that that and it's not just a sprinkle baptism it's when you look at that word baptism, it comes from baptismo, which means fully submerged, dunked under water. Um, and you got to be completely immersed in the water. And the name of Jesus is what washes away your sins. Uh, let, let's read it um, because a lot of people miss, um, don't see this. And so, um, so here, here, uh, the people listening to Peter, uh, they're 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 asking him, "What must we do to be saved?" And then Peter said unto them, "Okay." And if we back up to the thirty ninth uh, or thirty seventh verse, it says, "And when they were pricked, or when they were um, when they were struck to the heart, they were full of the emotion of sorrow, um, so to speak." They said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, "Okay, we'll we'll come back to that." Okay, because that means Luke was there, Matthew was there, Mark was there, John was there. Uh, there, there was there was um, Philip doubting Thomas, Jude, um, and so there were all the apostles were there. So so this was their chance to stand up and say no. This uh, he he said something different. No, they all were ingredients with Peter, and they were amen in him and saying preach it back behind him, so to speak, when they said men and brethren, they were asking all of them, what shall we do? And and it doesn't say this, but we can kind of say, uh, we can kind of role play in our head. And the men just looked at Peter and Peter got excited and he jumped up and they said, let, let her rip, tater chip. And, and Peter stands up and, and says unto them, repent. Change your mind from from uh, from what you know is wrong to what is right, and be baptized to be to be immersed, submerged, fully, um, to get fully wet, to be fully dunked under. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay. So so get that in the name of Jesus Christ. The next part is what we what we we lose sight of we just say well you got to be baptized in jesus name why well because the bible says so no 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 not just because the bible says so but for the remission of sins for the forgiveness the pardon the deliverance the liberty from sin uh, to release from bondage or imprisonment so um the name of jesus is still what saves you in, in that when you get baptized, if you just go under in some titles, you go under in, uh, uh, in, in just, just say, I baptize you, boom, 
That doesn't wash away. That doesn't bring deliverance. But the name of Jesus brings deliverance. It brings freedom. It brings liberty. It brings the forgiveness of your sins. That's why we baptize in the name of Jesus. And Peter understood that it's through that name. Through that name. No other name can save you but the name of Jesus Christ. No other name given under heaven whereby a man must be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. And when you are dunked under the water, um, or or uh, I guess I shouldn't use the word dunk, but when you are fully submerged under the water, in the name of Jesus being called out as you're going down, when you come up, that name has the power to set you free and to break the chains because Jesus broke the chains at Calvary and when he rose again. And it goes on to say that, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so, when you receive the gift, you're you're going to get a, you're going to catch a hold of it. You're going to you're going to take it. You're going to you have the right to get it. Um, all you got to do is just receive it. Uh, and this this Holy Ghost comes, and when it comes on you. The initial evidence will be that you spoke in other tongues. And if you don't believe it, there's five examples in the book of Acts I can give you right off the bat um, for for um, speaking in tongues. Uh, why? Uh, because um, if you get the Holy Ghost, that there's five places in, in the New Testament talking about salvation and how people got filled with the Holy Ghost, and that they, some one of the accounts said they saw it and they heard it, of them speaking in tongues, just as they had received it on the day of Pentecost. Sorry, I'm getting in my preacher mode. So, uh, but back to baptism and that name. So, so it's that name that that gives you the liberty, that freedom from sin. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and even Ephesians 1 and 7 indicates that the blood of Jesus must be pre, uh, uh, present for our sins to be give, uh, be forgiven. And how can, we, how can we apply the blood of Jesus if we don't call upon that name? And by calling upon the, the name of the Lord or, or Jesus Christ, we are activating, we, we are applying uh, and we are um, experiencing the power of his blood. And his blood was shed to cleanse us from our sins. And that there is no other name that can save us but by the, but, but the name of Jesus. Uh, and you've heard me say this a lot. Uh, and I'm going, to, um, I'm going to go ahead and just read you the verse. Um, Acts 4, 10 through 12, it says, And be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God, so let's rephrase that so we understand, but by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye have crucified, whom the Spirit, Raised from the dead, even by him that this man, referring to the lame man, here before you, whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of ye builders, which has become the head of the corner, which has become the foundational stone for everything. 
in verse 12, because it's still referring to Jesus Christ, it says, Neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is none other name under heaven given among men. Okay? It don't matter if you are, if you were Greek, Roman, Latin, uh, Chinese, uh, there, there hasn't been any name given under heaven. But in the Old Testament, or even in the New, and even to this present day, that's been given Whereby, in this word whereby, um, can be uh, described as uh, given among men whereby we must be saved, uh, except we must be saved. Um, We can even use the term, um, uh, there's no other way that we can be saved except by the name of Jesus Christ. And for the removal or the forgiveness of our sins, uh, we need the name of Jesus, which activates the blood of Jesus Christ, and the water, the acting in obedience to the word of God. This this, uh, this is what it means to be buried with him in baptism, as Colossians, the um, second chapter and the 12th verse puts it like this, buried with him in baptism, where wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God or through the work or through the uh, or through the cleansing power of God who hath raised him from the dead so uh, so a lot of people will come to you and say well what about Matthew 28:19 we have to understand that these three are one and in Matthew twenty eight nineteen, before Peter stood up and gave us a clear guide to baptism, Jesus gave the great commission at the end of end, uh, ending it with baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Now remember, I I read you the Acts account, and that includes Matthew was there, so Matthew could have said, "No, Peter, this is what 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 it is." But they understood a clear revelation. They understood who uh, who was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. What was that name given? This passage does not indicate a contradiction. Okay, uh, So a lot of people like to argue this. Um, but we're not arguing it. We're clarifying it. But it, it, it solidifies. It, it, it um, clearly um, it clarifies the act of calling out... On the name of the Lord during uh, during baptism and even further in our walk with God, Jesus constantly gives us clues to his divinity, his divine nature his his deity, and this was just another way for him to reveal himself as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. These three words are just titles titles are labeled uh, that that uh, are labels that signify the function of someone. Um, so let me give you an example. Um, Brother Matt is a son. Brother Matt is a husband. Um, and if my wife and I ever have any children, I'll be a father. Um, those are what I am, but that's not who I am. Uh, so I am a, I can be a father. I can be a son. And I can be a husband. 
but if I were to go write a check, I couldn't write write on the check where we where we have to write the name of the person it's signing to. We can't write father on it because they would reject it. Why? Because that's just a title. They want your they want your your true identity. And so my name would be Matthew Smith, Brother Matt Smith. And that's what Jesus was telling him. I am the father of the Old Testament. I am the son of the New Testament. And I am the Holy Ghost, which is the birth, which helped the birth the new the New Test uh, the New Testament Church. And so, um, so again, titles are just labels that just describes roles or functions of someone. So Jesus is God in the flesh. Was so that means that he was Father in creation. He was son in redemption, in that purchasing of his blood. And he was the Holy Ghost in the rising of the new life that he was given. He was and is all things. The fullness of God was inside the body or the flesh of Jesus Christ. We see this in in Colossians 2 and 9. It puts it like this. It says, For in him, referring to Jesus Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that word Godhead just simply means role or functions. So everything we needed, healer, um, deliverer, savior, father, son, uh, the Holy Ghost, um, redeemer, um, beginning and the end, they all can be found in Jesus Christ. So the name of the father is Jesus. John 10 and 30, it tells us like this. It says, 10 and 30, it says, I and my Father are one. And what he's saying there is, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And if you've seen the Father, you've seen me. There is no there is no uh, distinction between us. There's nothing different. We are the same person. Uh, John 14 and 9 goes on a little further, and it, it clarifies even more. It says, and Jesus said unto him, how... Uh, have I been so long with, uh, been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He hath seen me, hath seen the Father, and hast saith thou then, shew us the Father. And so Philip had asked, show us the Father, and and Jesus said, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And if you've seen me, then you have truly seen the Father. And um, the name, the name of the Son is Jesus, uh, as we said, Isaiah nine and six. Um, for unto us a child is given; he's the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, the Everlasting Father. Um, and that that he would give us um a sign, and that he would give us a, a son, um, and that son would be Jesus Christ. Uh, Colossians one. In 15, it puts it like this. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? And it's referring to Jesus Christ. We couldn't see God before unless he revealed himself through um, clouds uh, or perhaps um, the burning bush or um, 
uh, or different manifestations or different um, ways or different um, forms or fashion. We were able to see God if he allowed us to. But then when he came into flesh, we got to see the invisible become visible. Um, John 5 and uh, John 5 and 43 puts it like this. It says, I am come in my father's name and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his his own name, him ye will receive. And so he was saying that if I were to come in some other name other than other than God, or I were to come in the name of, uh, uh, if I were to come in other some other name outside of God, you, you would receive him. But if I were to just come and say I am God, you wouldn't believe me. You wouldn't receive me. So that's why that's why when God came, He said, "My name shall be called Jesus." Why? Because Jesus means God is my salvation. He completes that work. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. John fourteen and twenty six uh, clar- clarifies this when it says. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Whose name? Jesus' name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. And then later on it says, I won't leave you comfortless, but I'll send you the Comforter. I will I will come unto you. So what what what's what's the comforter? The Holy Ghost. And so it will come unto you. Well well how is it going to come? In the name of Jesus. And 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 how do we know that? Well, because Jesus said, I won't leave you comfortless, but I will come unto you. So when Jesus instructed us to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, he was letting us to know um to baptize in his name, the only name that saves, the only name that carries authority. Jesus carried authority of the creator and God of the Old Testament. He was he carried the authority and was the redeemer. He was Jehovah as salvation. He was God of salvation. And he carried that authority as he came back with the power to live inside of us, which is the Holy Ghost. So you might say, well, I still don't understand. There are some things that that only, some things you just have to take in faith. Um, I, I've heard many people say a lot, um, well, I don't see that. Just do it, and God will reveal it. Um, there have been many stories I have heard in my life where people said, "I didn't see Jesus name baptism, but I got, but I I went down into the water and I came up and God filled me with the Holy Ghost." And then a couple months later, they were sitting in their bed, and all of a sudden, bam! It hit them, and they were like, "I get it. I see where Jesus is the Father. I see where Jesus is the Son. I see where Jesus is the Holy Ghost." And sometimes God just wants to see if we will be obedient to his word. Um, uh, and, and sometimes uh, God has to bring us to a place where we can be spiritually mature enough to handle it. 
And what I mean by that is that no man can call Jesus Lord. No man can call Jesus God except that the Spirit reveal it unto him. And uh, I can say all day long, but I didn't. But I can't believe it until God reveals it to me. And so, um, so, so sometimes in life, God just wants us to obey him and obey his word, even if we don't fully understand, only to reveal it later to us. Because trust me, if you pray and say, Lord, show me how you are the father. Show me how you are the son. Show me where, how you fit into uh, the oneness of God. Uh, how how are you, Jesus, God in the flesh? And trust me, if you'll pray that, he will show it to you. And sometimes, sometimes uh, for some folks, it, it might be um, a couple months. It might be a couple weeks. It might be, might be this very coming, coming up Sunday or even in your Bible study. Uh, there have been stories of missionaries that, that, um, ha- that have uh, preached and even have told stories of people coming in and they say, um, do you want to get baptized in Jesus' name? Absolutely. And they say, well, do you, you know why? I just know that the Bible says I need to. They don't fully understand it, but they understand that if the Bible says to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and that's the only way that they have been submerged in the Bible, nowhere else will you find in the New Testament where anyone was baptized any other way except by the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because because everyone in the New Testament understood that the name of Jesus Christ has all a power and authority of all of heaven and earth is tied up in that name because that name is Jesus and Jesus is God in the flesh so when I call on the name of Jesus I'm calling on the God who answered by fire when I call on the name of Jesus I'm calling on the God who who parted the Red Sea. When I call on the name of God, I'm call, or name of Jesus, I'm calling on the name that that um, delivered Israel time and time again. When I call on the name of Jesus, I'm calling on the the uh, the name that brought deliverance and um, brought victory to David when he faced Goliath. Uh, because he said, I come unto you in the name of the Lord. Did he under fully understand what that name was? No. But aren't you so glad that he revealed himself and revealed his name to us in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John? He came and he wanted to bring us one step closer to him. So he's revealed himself even more. Um, if we study the Old Testament, we'll find out that he, that in the beginning, he was just the creator. That's it. That's all he was. But as needs begin to develop, he began to reveal himself that much more. When they, when they, um, when they were in bondage, he showed himself and said, "I am the deliverer." When they were sick, he said, "I am the God that healeth thee. I'm the healer." When, uh, when they begin to experience heartache, he was the God that mend the broken hearts. When, uh, in the time of the judges. Uh, he he revealed himself that I am the King of Kings. I am the Lord of Lords. I am the King of you and everyone. And on and on in the Old Testament, he just begins to reveal himself more and more, leading up to where is the God of my salvation? That God of my salvation was revealed when Jesus was born in the manger, and 
And all that was completed. Because why? Because that name is God. It is the complete work of God in the flesh. Now, I I hope this kind of clarified some things uh, when it came to Jesus' name, baptism. And um, we are going to be continuing our, um, our, uh, our, I guess, our oneness campaign, so to speak. Our oneness, um, our oneness uh, look at through the scripture. And um, so uh, we've already covered uh, the last two episodes. We've covered who is Jesus. He is the mighty God in Christ. And, um, and in this episode, we've talked about um, what is so important with the name of Jesus. And how, how does it apply to us in baptism? And, and um, what authority... Uh, what authority connects with that name? And um, why does the Bible say no other name? How does this relate to us? And um, if you'll tune in next episode, we're going to be talking about does oneness matter? Uh, does, does believing in the one true God, Jesus Christ, does it really, really, really matter to us as apostolic Pentecostals and even even us as our Christian world and uh, we're going to be tackling that uh, and so um, I pray that everything is well and I, I all I can say is I hope that you tune in next time uh, and that uh, you will um, just have a blessed day and that you will under that you will understand at the end of this, uh, lessons and pod, uh, these uh, this little series that we're doing of how Jesus Christ is the only way that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and that it don't matter how you can how, how you try to get to heaven, you can't get to heaven no other way except by the name of Jesus. That's all the time we have today. Uh, I pray God bless you. Um, And tune in next time for another episode. See you next time.